The following program is presented by the Far East Broadcasting Company because stories of people living out the gospel with their lives inspire all of us. FEBC, taking Christ to the world through radio and new media. Learn more at febctoday.org. I'm able to help people have a greater understanding of what epilepsy is, what seizures are, and helping to break the stigmas that are still surrounding epilepsy. Afflicted by epilepsy herself, Tiffany Kairos, the founder of a network aimed at helping victims of this neurological condition, will join us next on First Person. Welcome to our program. I'm Wayne Shepherd, and we'll hear a firsthand account of living with epilepsy from Tiffany in just a moment. Glad to have you listening this week. We always try to find stories that will encourage your faith journey as you follow Christ. And when you use our mobile app or the website, firstpersoninterview.com, you can go back and listen or re-listen to any of the conversations we've had on this program. Again, online at firstpersoninterview.com or search for the app First Person Interview in your app store. And as always, this program is made possible by the Far East Broadcasting Company, and you can say thanks by supporting FEBC and its gospel ministry of taking Christ to the world by radio and new means of technology. There's more about FEBC at firstpersoninterview.com. Well, let's listen now as guest Tiffany Kairos starts telling her very personal story and her testimony of faith in Christ as she lives with epilepsy. I was 16 when I had my first seizure. It must have been very frightening for you that first time especially. Well, I had no idea how or why that this happened. I was 22 when I had my second seizure. Um, I was driving and had a grand mal seizure. I crashed my car into a tree, and thankfully I only had suffered whiplash, but I was later diagnosed with epilepsy. What did that do to your spirit to get that diagnosis? What, What was that experience like? Well, I can tell you that I was really devastated, and in the beginning I was really angry with God because I couldn't understand why something like this would happen to me. Were you a Christian at that time? Yes, I've always been a Christian, but um, my relationship uh, was not as strong as I would have wanted it to be. Mm -hmm. You say you were always a Christian. You mean from when you were a child? Yes, I grew up in a Christian household. Okay, so you came to Christ at an early age. Uh, How did the diagnosis change that relationship with the Lord? Well, the diagnosis changed um, when I realized that he was not at fault for what happened. Hmm. Um, It was a situation where I realized that it was something that he was doing for me and not to me. He was leading me to realize that I needed to make some changes in my life. So it didn't set you on your heels at all? I mean, did you have a positive outlook from the beginning? In the beginning, I didn't have a positive outlook, no. Um, I was really devastated. I was angry, depressed. 
And it took me a while to really get back on my feet emotionally. Well, talk about your life and and what happened. I mean, I know that uh, you eventually married. Um, Just tell me about your life. I was 22 when I had my second seizure. Um, And this happened to be where I was only married for four months. This was a situation where my husband and I were totally shaken to our core. And it really tested us with all of our vows. Hmm. How did your husband handle the news? He, he was very frightened and he was very worried for me. But our relationship grew stronger through this situation. But it did create a hardship in your life in many ways, didn't it? Uh, how, how so? It did. Um, my husband and I, we had our first home being newly married. And following the second seizure, becoming diagnosed, I had to quit working. Oh. And we lost our home. And we had to move into our family's home. And we had to start all over again. So we hit rock bottom. Financially, that, uh, that, was, that was quite a blow, wasn't it? It was. It was. We lost practically everything. Well, uh, that is a twist and turn you never saw coming, I'm, I'm sure. So tell me the rest of the story. How, how did things play out over the next couple of years in your life, Tiffany? Well, looking back at my first seizure at 16, a part of me wasn't too surprised that I'd had another seizure. But all in all, I was completely shocked and scared. I didn't, I didn't know anything about epilepsy or what my future would entail. And after a couple of years, my husband and I decided that we would begin researching my diagnosis, researching my condition to learn how we could better my condition, better my life. And it empowered the both of us to want to help others affected by the very same condition. And as I understand it, both you and Chris turned to the Lord for help during this time. We decided to just really take the time to rebuild our relationship with God. It really did help us because we had both of our families who were strong in the Lord, who helped us to really draw closer in our relationship and build our relationship much stronger with the Lord. We began to read the Bible, dig into the Bible, pray more. And did other believers come along and, and, and assist you in your growth and encourage you along the way? You know, the majority of it was our family. What did they do that encouraged you most? They let me know that it was going to be okay, that the Lord had plans for not only my life, but our life. That even though the situation had happened, that it was not the end of the road for either of us. 
So there was hope that you found. Yes, I did find hope in the midst of this trial, this difficult situation. How did life change for you on a daily basis? What what restrictions did you have to live with? Well, that that was definitely something I had to um, I had to cope with. I could no longer drive. I couldn't work. I attempted to work, but it just wasn't happening for me. I needed to take the time to focus on my health and just do research into the condition that I was living with, epilepsy. So that was my main goal, just to take the time to really focus on health. What did you learn about epilepsy that listeners would uh, benefit from hearing as we uh, perhaps want to come alongside uh, friends and family members? I learned that there are a lot of triggers in living with epilepsy. You really have to focus on making sure that you get good sleep. Sleep deprivation can really trigger seizures. Did you continue to have seizures? Yes, I did continue to have seizures. And can yes. you describe what happens? What, what is that like? What's going on for you? I mean, do you have any recollection of it? What, what's it like? For me, I have uh, three different types of seizures. Um, I have grand mal seizures. I have complex partial seizures and absence seizures. When I have a grand mal seizure... Sometimes I can sense when they're coming along. I have what are called auras where I get a funny feeling in my belly or I see flashing lights in my eyes, then I black out. And this is where I shake and my muscles stiffen. Do you ever uh, have the warning signs that you can tell others, your husband, for instance, that something may be coming? With the warning signs... I'm able to let my husband know that I'm not feeling so well and I think a seizure might be coming on. And this is where he helps me to get to a safe place. Yeah, a safe place because you really could hurt yourself, couldn't you? I can. Yes, I can. Um, I wouldn't want to hit my head or hurt my body in any type of way. So um, I get to a comfortable, safe place where he can help protect me. What do we need to know about epilepsy in general that we don't understand? That I'm sure you've had people come alongside you and have learned from your experience. What, what can we learn from what you've gone through? Epilepsy can happen to anyone, anywhere, anytime. And it's something that really needs to be talked about. It's not talked about enough. So is that your goal, to make it more of a conversation publicly? Yes. uh, There are still stigmas that surround epilepsy even today. For instance? For instance, some people believe that when a person is having a seizure, perhaps they're drunk, or even that they are possessed in some parts of the world. So when you're having a seizure, do do you lose consciousness? With the grand mal seizures, I do lose consciousness, yes. With the complex partial seizures and with the absence seizures, sometimes I lose my 
vision in my right eye, and sometimes I lose my ability to speak. But I'm still able to function. I can still sometimes see in my left eye, and sometimes I can speak, and I can hear what others are saying. When I do have the ability to speak, I can let them know that I'm having a seizure, but I can't see. We'll continue talking with Tiffany and learn about the founding of the Epilepsy Network next on First Person. When I first heard the good news on the VPCC station, I tried praying to Jesus for the first time. Life is difficult, but Christ is helping me see things differently. Just one of millions of grateful people who listens to the Far East Broadcasting Company in her own language. You can sign up for a free online daily devotional from FEBC, telling more listener stories, while at the same time it encourages you from God's Word. Receive this online devotional without obligation when you visit firstpersoninterview.com. My guest is Tiffany Kairos, who is describing her life of living with epilepsy. Now, just before we return to the conversation with Tiffany, her husband Chris has joined me on the line for a moment. Chris, thanks for talking with us. Oh, my pleasure. Thanks for having me. I would be interested in hearing you describe your life with Tiffany as she deals with this uh, this very crucial issue in your lives. There's so many different aspects of life just together with her and as she goes through these things. But, um, you know, at the end of the day, I don't mean to jump to the end of the story here, but it's a huge blessing because from the very beginning, we were faced with struggles that we hadn't dealt with before. So it kind of put us in that uncomfortable position where it creates that refinement. You know, I guess you could say initially in the beginning, it was definitely hard to wrap my head around. It was it was all about kind of digging in and finding out what epilepsy is, um, seeing what I could do to protect her as best as I could, how to deal with it, how to cope with it, not only for her on her end, but for me on my end as well. Finding a new, a new structure of how to kind of keep each other strong. We learned from Tiffany that you were newlyweds dealing with this issue. Uh, that had to be a tough way to start out life as a, as a married couple. It definitely was. It threw us for a loop. It was new. It was, it was grueling. It was tough, challenging. Um, but the one, the one good thing, too, is that through it all, our relationship was strong. Thank God, you know, because uh, a lot of times things like that, it can easily shake you and shake your relationship. So even though the struggles were hard, us together, we were able to help carry each other. And I was able to thankfully have the strength to help, you know, carry her as she was struggling because, you know, it was her diagnosis and, you know, but at the same time, it was almost a diagnosis for me too, in a way, because, you know, we are, we are one. Well, she credits the Lord and I'm sure you do as well that he's made the difference in your life. Absolutely. Every bit, (laughs) every bit of difference. How would you tell us to pray for Tiffany? I would say first and foremost, just to pray for her spiritual growth that she, with every passing day, becomes closer and closer to the Lord because everything else flows from that. We're talking physical healing, spiritual healing, mental healing. Life with epilepsy is not easy. God is the best solution in every aspect. So so I would say just to pray for her relationship with Him to continue growing. And on top of that, just for guidance in all of the decisions that need to be made along the way of epilepsy and the steps that we take towards wellness, I guess you could say, you know, and, and Mm -hmm. finding a cure if there is meant to be a cure and also peace, just peace 
amongst the storm because some days are good some days are not good you know you never really know what to expect so um, just to have that constant peace that only comes from the Lord and we are going to pray for that cure for her healing uh, thanks Chris God bless you absolutely both. and thank you and God bless you too Tiffany has rejoined me now, and we'll turn to talking about the network that she has started to reach out to others with who are afflicted with epilepsy. But just before we talk about that, Tiffany, how long have you lived with this? I will be going on my 10th year this year. This has been a personal battle for you and your family, your husband, of course, but you've decided to reach out and help others through what you've learned. Talk to me about what you've done. Sure. Um, 10 is an organization also known as the Epilepsy Network. It's an organization supporting all affected by epilepsy, and it provides helpful resources to those wanting to learn more. Both patients and their families? Yes, patients and families, and even the public. Uh, What kind of response are you getting, and, and how are you getting the word out? Well, I have been immensely blessed to have reached over 25,000 people from all over the world. I've met people who've actually lost relatives, lost children to seizures. Unfortunately, seizures do take lives. I help them to learn facts. I help them to speak to one another about their situations so that they don't feel alone. That's one thing. A lot of people feel that they are alone in their journey. And I don't want them to feel alone because I felt that way in the beginning. So how are you able to encourage others? You, do you do this online? Do you have meetings? How, how does it work? Right now, the Epilepsy Network is an online community. The Epilepsy Network is located on popular social media platforms including YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and even Instagram. Okay. And we will put links to those on our webpage as well for listeners who want to follow up with that. But, but go ahead. It's an online community. Yes, it's an online community where people can come together and speak with one another, share their journeys. Do they have questions? Do they ask each other questions? How does that work? Yes, The Epilepsy Network is a community, so they come together and they speak with one another. They ask each other questions and advice, and they ask me questions, and I try and help them the best way that I know how. I'm sure you're not there to give medical advice, but uh, how, how are you able to encourage them? No, I don't give medical advice, but I do the best that I can to offer informational advice. Have you made friends uh, through the Epilepsy Network? I can tell you I've made so many friends since becoming diagnosed with epilepsy. And how does that help you to know that there are others struggling with the same thing that you are struggling with? And how does it encourage your own heart? It helps me to know that I'm not alone and that we can encourage one another. We can lift one another up and We take this journey together. So when I need uplifting, I know that there's somebody out there that can uplift me. And when someone else needs uplifting, I can help them. My husband and I, we began attending a church. And it was really encouraging for the both of us and uplifting. 
And we had a friend that we had made when we began attending this church. I let her know that I had epilepsy, and we became really close. And there was a day when she came to me and let me know that there was a friend of hers who had epilepsy, who was really depressed, who was really down, who was considering taking his life because he couldn't turn to his family for support, and he had no friends. And I was immediately concerned, and I felt compassion for this person. So I wanted to speak with him, and I sat down with him to let him know that he was not alone in his journey with epilepsy. And I spoke with him about Jeremiah twenty nine eleven, and I let him know about the epilepsy network and that he could come and speak with so many others who have been in his shoes, who know what he feels like. And I let him know that I had been in his shoes, that I'd felt down and depressed and felt alone. So there's one example of someone that has really found encouragement. And you mentioned he felt alone, and you've mentioned a couple of times that people with epilepsy feel alone. Um, Do you feel alone now? No, I don't feel alone now. I have found so much support with family, uh, with the many friends that I have made online, and even all around me here. And what are you able to accomplish online? I'm able to help people to have a greater understanding of what epilepsy is, what seizures are, and what seizures aren't. I'm helping to break the stigmas that are still surrounding epilepsy today. Do you have help to uh, operate the epilepsy network? I do. My husband, Chris, who is a graphic designer, he helps me running the epilepsy network too. Well, that's convenient, isn't it? To have Chris with, <laughs> with that kind of skill. That's great. Yes. Yes, he does. Is there a particular verse of scripture or a passage that through this whole trial has meant the most to you? Yes. I've come across one that really has touched my heart and that I refer to all the time. It's Jeremiah twenty nine eleven, and that is, For I know the plans I have for you, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope in a future. And though having epilepsy is a challenge, I have faith that he is in control and it is good. My thanks to both Tiffany and her husband, Chris, who have expressed their confidence in the Lord to sustain them in the ups and downs of living with epilepsy and its unpredictability. If you'd like to know more about the Epilepsy Network, which Tiffany uses to educate and encourage others, please visit our website, firstpersoninterview.com. There you'll be given several links to social media and a website, and I'm sure you'll find that helpful. The Far East Broadcasting Company understands the power of personal stories and invites you to receive a free 30-day online devotional telling stories of listeners around the world who tune in and hear the gospel proclaimed. Just go to firstpersoninterview.com and ask for How Shall They Hear? And look us up on Facebook at facebook.com slash firstpersoninterview. Now with thanks to my friend and producer Joe Carlson, I'm Wayne Shepard. Join us again for First Person. 